In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave me together, my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your punishments, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Android. <coughs> Say to my soul, I am your salvation. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. He delivers them out of all their troubles. For this is God, our God, forever and ever. Give ear, O my people, to my love. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will organize sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will tell the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. The righteous cry out, and the Lord 
be to God on high. And on earth we praise you, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. O Lord God, have Merciful God, of your bountiful goodness, keep us, we implore you, from all things that may hurt us, that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things that you would have done. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Old Testament reading for the 19th Sunday after Trinity is from the 28th chapter of Genesis. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed. And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and the south, and in you and in your seed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. 
and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. chapter of Ephesians, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. This is the word of the Lord. According to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. So Jesus got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once, some of the scribes said, Within themselves, this man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, 
begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen.
Our sermon text is from Matthew chapter 9, verse 2. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, from today's text, you might have thought that these men carrying the paralytic just walked right up to Jesus. However, from St. Mark's account of this same story, we realize that it took much more effort than we thought to get this paralytic to Jesus. St. Mark chapter 2, verse 2 through 4. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. This fuller account lets us know that the men arrive, they find such a crowd, they can't even get their friend to Jesus at all. Now they know who Jesus is, and they believe in him, and they fully expect this merciful Lord to heal their paralyzed friend, but despite their best efforts, they can't even get close enough to door to hear him, much less get inside. So the four men carry their friend to the roof, remove the tiles, go through the roof, dig through the roof, and they lower their friend down in front of Jesus while he is there teaching. Their love for their friend is overwhelming. Their determination is to be praised. Their ingenuity in finding a way to get it done is impressive. St. Matthew, he sums it up with these words. When Jesus saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith. So how about you? Can people see your faith by the effort you make to be near Jesus through the hearing of the word of God? I see your faith when you get up 30 minutes early every day in order to have family devotions and to hear the word of God. I see your faith when you bring your family to Wednesday catechesis and receive the teaching of the word. I see your faith when you plan to hear the word of God, even when you're on vacation. I see your faith when you will not take no for an answer. When you go to great efforts to find a way to be near Jesus through the hearing of his word. Or maybe I ought to speak about it in the negative way, the other side of the coin. What does it take to keep you away from God's Word? If your third cousin comes to visit, would that be enough to go to the zoo and skip out on church? 
Does a late night Saturday party mean that sleep is more important than church attendance the next day? When work conflicts with Sunday morning, you at least attend Wednesday catechesis, right? I mean, or you know that our divine service and our Bible class is streamed online. It's available for viewing at any time after that, so you, you won't miss, right? Or, now I'm not asking you to carry your friend on a cot from your house and dig through the roof. But would the effort of clicking on a video just be a little too strenuous? Or does listening to a podcast involve just way too much inconvenience? What would it take to keep you from hearing the word of God? I'm sure you can come up with better excuses than I can come up with. But the truth is, your faith is seen not by your excuses. It is seen by your tenacity in making sure to hear the word of God. Whatever your excuse, there has got to be a workaround. Everyone has 24 hours. We all have physical ailments and limitations. Yes, there are going to be tragedies, diseases, and deaths are going to get in the way. Even prosperity and success can be a deterrent, a temptation. So how are you going to get yourself lowered in front of Jesus to receive his teaching? Maybe you've heard someone talk about the relative importance of work and family. Sometimes, they say, no one on their deathbed ever said, I wish I had spent more time at the office. (coughs) Similarly, a Christian will never regret the time which they spend with Jesus in the word of God. Speak to any Christian who has gone through difficulties and they will tell you that they wish that they had learned more and that they had been better prepared by the word of God. They wish that they had paid more attention and listened. Anyone who is going through difficulties will come and will not miss an opportunity to hear Jesus speak to them those comforting words. When I was growing up, there was a layman in our church. He was not well known for his faithful church attendance. Now his wife, that was a different story. We could see her faith by her attendance. So at one point, this man actually led a group of people to try and run off the faithful pastor. He said that the pastor was boring because he read his sermons. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the act. It was really because he practiced close communion, demanded confirmation, fidelity, and refused those with lodge membership. But boring was what he said. Anyway, that man got cancer. He underwent chemotherapy. That dying man was visited at his home by the pastor who prayed for him. During that last year of his life, he cherished every opportunity. And he didn't miss a service. Yes, to his great delight, and yes, it was his wife who went to great efforts to push him to church in a wheelchair, 
Nevertheless, it was that man's faith clinging to the word of God. Now, there are always those who are cynical, and we heard it too, knowing his past. Some said that it was just a show. But that man would tell you otherwise. You don't play games when death is not. Jesus said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. And this paralytic believed in Jesus. No one has forgiveness of sins without faith in Jesus. He was dying a slow and debilitating death. And when Jesus calls him son, it's a term of endearment. It's a way of letting this man know that Jesus will treat him like a dear father treats his dear son. And furthermore, Jesus is giving him a reason to have good cheer. We, too, have many concerns. We have many worries in this life. We need food and clothing. We need a place to stay. We need relief from pain. We need companionship. We need family and friends. We need a reason for living. But when death draws near, and it will, unless the Lord returns, no one gets out of this life without dying. And when it is time, you don't need food, because that won't stop death. You don't need clothing or a home, because you can't take it with you. You don't need companionship, because the trip you will take is alone. You don't need to be entertained. Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all these things will be added to you as well. That layman I knew treasured the boring word of God, although it wasn't so boring anymore. His only concern was the truth from Jesus. And the pastor made sure that after he had used the law to expose sins, he preached the gospel promise saying, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiving you. Absolution, forgiveness, yes. If you thought the paralytic was somehow disappointed with Jesus' words of forgiveness, because, well, he really needed physical healing, then you've never been a paralytic. If you thought that Jesus should have healed the paralytic first, then you haven't yet learned the fleeing comfort of this world's mammon. God teaches us One of two ways. God teaches us either by instruction through the word of God or by suffering to fix our eyes on Jesus and the importance of eternal life. Those who are taught by the word resist temptations and are faithful to death, holding to it. Those who are taught by suffering are directed back to the word by which they will persevere, holding to the word of God. This paralytic, he was rejoicing. This paralytic was rejoicing in Jesus' promise of forgiveness when Jesus then had compassion on him and bodily healed him. Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And this former paralytic is a picture of us all. Religiously speaking, we are as good as dead. We cannot work our spiritual way back to Jesus. Thankfully, someone brought us to Jesus. They went to great effort to have us taught. 
They gave up their gifts and their offerings to keep the church open. They attended, and they encouraged others. They asked how they could serve and did what they could with their abilities. They teached others as their family. It was by their actions that we saw their faith, by what they did. We saw their faith. Somehow and somehow, some way, they and we were set in front of Jesus. They taught us the truth. It was a boring truth until we knew our condition. Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Like Jacob, we had to admit, yes, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Now that we have been brought to Jesus, we come back of our own. And more than that, we go to great lengths to be in God's house where Jesus is teaching. And we bring others to hear as well. With bodily healing, yeah, we can delay death for a little while. With exciting and fun messages, we can be distracted from this world with entertainment for a while. But with the forgiveness of sins, we can face anything. With forgiveness of sins, we learn to have good cheer, no matter what the circumstances. With forgiveness, we can die in peace. And when we know how to die in peace, then we can live. We can live a full and abundant life in the peace of the forgiveness of sins with good cheer. We will tell the generation to come the great praises of the Lord, his strength and his wonderful works which he has done. And more than that, we will see our faith. They will see our faith by our actions. And we will bring them with us to God's house and to his word. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Create in me. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give you thanks that your Son, Jesus Christ, having authority to heal both body and soul, has given the authority to forgive sins to his church on earth. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord O Lord, give your church the Holy Spirit so that her members pray for the salvation of their neighbors. Bring them to Jesus just as the men brought the paralytic to Jesus. Give zeal to all pastors, to our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would boldly speak to repentant sinners those comforting words, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. We ask that our Early Childhood Learning Center, our director Keeley, uh, that they would teach the children. 
We ask that our members would consider their abundant spiritual blessings and that they would uh, open up their hearts concerning Trinity Lutheran Church in considering their offerings for next year. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have appointed the governing authorities for the reward of those who do good, the punishment of evildoers. Lead us to honor those in authority, including our president, Joe, our governor, J.B., and our mayor, Steve. Protect and guide all who make, administer, and judge our laws, including our chief justice, John, that they intercede for the weakest and most vulnerable, especially the unborn and infirm, and bring wrongdoers to justice. Guide and protect our military personnel, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, from all harm and danger and in your good time. Bring them back home to us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Bless our Shud and Carolyn, our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide for those uh, who are suffering or in need, for Kevin, Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Victor, and Marcia, and Anita. Be with our students, Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Ashley, Cameron, Benjamin, and Jacob. O Lord, grant repentance and faith to those who approach your throne of grace to receive the body and blood of Christ that they may do so in the confidence that you are there to bless them with your wondrous gifts of forgiveness and life. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Glorious name, 
evermore praising you and saying, upon those you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and to be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We have thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.